Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Fan Forum, the show where we learn more about Husker Nation one fan at a time by asking them the same four questions. Tonight, I am joined by Shelby Lewis. Uh, she's a amateur drummer and imaginary rock star, huge Husker fan. You can find her on Twitter at Husker Shelby, H-S-K-R Shelby. Uh, welcome, Shelby. Thanks, Hockey. Uh, it's good to be here. Love the Redcast. I'm happy to be here with you tonight. Yeah, we'll have to talk a little bit about your your following of the Redcast. I think I, I've got a story for Rob that he's going to enjoy hearing from you. So uh, it's uh, it's always great to have uh, different people onto the show that we we haven't interacted as much with before, and and I think that's great as we like to say with the with the fan forum that you could be the next one on the forum. And I'm so happy to have you on here. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and and your Husker fandom, and then we'll get into our our four questions. Sure. Yeah. I'm, uh, I live out here in San Francisco. Um, lived here since 2008, um, but lived in Omaha and Lincoln most of my life. Um, was born in Omaha, graduated high school, Omaha Central um, in 92, and then uh, made my way down to Lincoln for the next five years, I guess. Um, and so I was, I was there for all the good stuff. And, um, you know, when people like to give people a hard time about uh, being stuck in the 90s, uh, they're talking about me pretty much. Yeah, well, and there's there are worse times to be stuck in as a Husker fan than in the 90s, because that was you were just a, a couple of years ahead of us. And we all were there kind of in that early to mid to late 90s. And to see, you know, I feel bad for the young kids, you know, that, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're tired of us hearing about this. But when you would go game after game after game and never see a home loss or where every season you felt you had a chance to win the championship if you didn't end up actually winning it. That kind of thing is just, it, it's so hard for, I think, you know, those young fans that comprehend right now, but that's that's what life was like back then. And it really was um, the ideal time to be there. And we, the sure. one thing that all Husker fans share is that we all want to get back to that point. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I mean, I feel like um, all my heart heartbreak was in the 80s, um, you know, losing to Oklahoma and, you know, all those, um, and then it, it paid off. So stick in there, um, fans, if you haven't, been around for the wins yet um you know i uh started down there in 92 i went to every home game um from 92 until i moved out here in 08 and um saw a lot of wins and i actually don't think i ever saw us lose in person until 1998 um and i went to a lot of games i went to all the home games um and several away games a year um so you know it, maybe maybe we'll get back there for for the younger fans. Well, that's the hope. Well, first, let me give a plug here for a couple of future fan forum shows that we're going to be doing. This is the first one of of 2023. Uh, next week on Tuesday, January 17th at 8 p.m. Central Time, we'll have Jim in Minnesota, the biased realist Husker super fan. And two weeks from now, somebody who's close to you in the southern uh, side of California, Chaz in SoCal, he'll be joining us Wednesday, January 25th at 9 p.m. Uh, never be afraid to look foolish in the pursuit of learning. That is Chaz's saying. And I have taken that to heart. I've never, <laughs> I've never been worried about looking foolish doing any of the things that I do on this show. But uh, uh, we, you know, let's start off with what the fan forum is for people that are new to it. Uh, we ask the same four questions to each of our Husker fans on it. Why are you a Husker fan? What is your favorite Husker fan memory? Who are your all time favorite Huskers? And then how do you think the Huskers will do this next year or if it's too early to really prognosticate there, maybe what are your early expectations at the very least? Um, I guess I want to show this first, a tweets of the week. And this is what got you and, and, and us connected here. Um, Amy Devin, a, 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 she's an alumni of the fan forum. She did one of our shows last year. 
Uh, she said, this is such a, a fun show. I feel like a, I feel like sitting around talking with buddies every time I listen. And you responded to her going, same. It's a great idea, fun to listen. And I've got some 90 stories to share if I ever make it onto the uh, make it to the bottom of the barrel. Ha ha. Well, you've made it to the top of the barrel. You're on it. So we're going with question number one right now. Why are you a Husker fan, Shelby? Why am I a Husker fan? I mean, um, I guess fate um, a little bit. I, I feel like growing up in the 80s, 70s and 80s in, in Nebraska, when you're a a kid from Omaha, um, it was everywhere, you know, like my, my parents were Husker fans. My grandpa was a Husker fan. Um, my birthday is at the end of November. So, um, it was, you know, always, always right around the Oklahoma game. Um, and in my baby book, um, actually for my first birthday, it was the same day as, um, the Oklahoma game. And my mom wrote a, a big thing about everything that happened at, at my uh, birthday party and then put at the end, like, Oh, it was great. But, uh, you know, we lost to Oklahoma. So, uh, you know, it was just on from there. So, um, yeah, we used to go, uh, my grandpa had a really good friend that owned a bar in South Omaha. Mm -hmm. Um, his name was George Havorka and, uh, he owned Havorka's bar and, and we used to go down there and watch the Nebraska games. Um, he was in a polka band and the polka band would play the, the fight song and, um, he would come out from behind the bar every time we'd score a touchdown with a red mop. And, and march around the and go out to the front um, in front of the, there was a four way stop out front and mop people's windshields and everybody just thought oh she's crazy you know but um, it really just kind of was like wow like everybody's really into this thing you know and um, I remember like superstitions and um, you know cutting out the the opposing roster from the from the um, newspaper uh, for the pregame stuff and you put mm -hmm. it in a glass glass of water and stick it in the freezer which freeze the other team's roster just silly stuff you know but um it was a lot of fun growing up in the 80s even though we we couldn't seem to get over the hump quite yet um yeah and uh, you know i went to my first first uh football game in 1981 um uh, on halloween uh october 31st 1981 got to watch us beat kansas and um yeah, I mean, it just, it was what you did when you were a kid. And um, mm -hmm. we used to go to charity basketball games and autograph signings and things like that. And um, it was just a lot of fun growing yeah. up in Nebraska back then. And, you know, it was a simpler time too. I'm, I'm old. So, you know, there wasn't <laughs> internet and things like that. And a lot of times we would just listen to the games on the radio, you know, like we mm -hmm. kids now may not get the wins, but they get to watch every game. So, um, I remember, uh, you know, they'd go to a commercial, it'd be like close in the fourth quarter and that State Farm commercial would come on and I'd like still get butterflies in my stomach, like hearing the, the State Farm jingle, just uh, thinking about, oh no, like this, this next play coming up, it's going to make or break uh, the whole game for us. So yeah, I have a, a lot of memories of um, growing up in, in Omaha and um you know, I didn't, by the time I got to high school, though, I really kind of wanted to leave the state for college. I didn't even want to go to Nebraska, which might be mm -hmm. um, a surprise to a lot of my friends. Um, I was going to go to Colorado State, and I actually went to Lincoln to um, meet with Colorado State. They offered me early admission, and uh, one of their uh, things that they said when, when we met with them was that they love Nebraska kids because uh, we're the only ones that hate uh, University of Colorado as much as they do. So you know, that made me laugh. Um, yeah, so they offered me early admission and we celebrated by going out and getting um, tickets to the Colorado State game on the street from a scalper. I went in, mm -hmm. uh, blew Colorado State out of the water. Um, Calvin Jones uh, went to my high school. He was a few years ahead mm -hmm. of me, um, scored a couple touchdowns. So that was like super fun. And, uh, you know, now I think about that and I think, huh, like, I've, it's, a, it's all, you know, fate. Um, mm -hmm. Ended up realizing it just wasn't in the cards for Colorado State. We couldn't afford the out-of-state tuition and all that. Come back around. It's looking like it's it's Lincoln for me. I wasn't, like, super excited about it, but, you know, it was what it was. Um, I was on my way to college. That was exciting. We went down to Lincoln, and um, they they split up the parents and the students and, and took us on a tour of the the university uh we went and hit all the like you know the union and uh pointed out all the, the the buildings for classes and things like that and then 
um, the kid that was leading the tour was, you know, probably just a few years older than, than me, but he said, does anybody want to go see the stadium? And I was like, me? And like, you know, one or two other kids were like, yeah. And so we went over there and um, he didn't really know how to get us out on the field. We took us into the South Stadium office there. He was looking around and he didn't really know what he was doing. And the elevator doors open right in front of us and Bob Devaney just walks right out in front of us <laughs> and was like, you kids trying to get out on the field? And he's like, just get on this elevator and go down. And so we get in the elevator, the doors closed, and me and this kid look at each other like eyes like this, because um, I think we were maybe the only two that knew who that was. But um, yeah, it was just like uh, that kind of like was the moment where things shifted a little bit. And I was like, you know what? I'm pretty excited about coming down here. This is going to be fun. So um, and it was. It was fun. Yeah. All of a sudden going to Nebraska seemed like a pretty cool <laughs> thing when Bob Devaney is <laughs> one of the, the tour guides. Uh, yeah. You know, you've, you've made producer Skip very happy. He's a Colorado State uh, grad and, you know, and just absolutely loves it there. So, uh, and he lives out in the, the Denver area, you know, uh, I have memories of, I have the, that year, it would have been 1990 or 91, that Colorado state, um, program. And what I, my memory of it is looking at the Rams coaching staff and urban Meyer was on the coaching staff and he oh, wow. had just this tiny little kind of awful, for lack of better words, porn mustache. It was this horrible little, <laughs> this little mustache that he had, but um, he was on their coaching staff. He was a young receivers coach, maybe for him. I mean, I'm thinking maybe that was the position coach that he was, but uh, yeah, he was part of that. Um, you mentioned 1981 being your first year uh, that really fought, remember following it. And we've talked about that with other fans here is those formative years. For me, it was 1983 was the year. I remember everything from the, the Penn State game, the kickoff classic, the inaugural one, all the way through the, you know, the heartbreak at Miami with the two-point conversion. And I, I haven't forgotten a season since. And so you remembering 1981, what a great season as well. It, that's a, for Husker and Red, Redcasters that don't remember that season as well, it started off, we were one and two. Really hard, non, maybe the one of the toughest non-conference schedules I've ever seen. It was Auburn, Penn State, Iowa, and Florida State. And uh, we were one and two playing uh, Auburn. We were down at half. Crowd was booing, and and uh, Turner Gill started to play more at by about game four and everything. And the team turns it around by the end of the season. There we are playing Clemson for the national championship. And by then, Gill was hurt, and Mark Maurer was playing quarterback. But uh, what a season as well. I mean, and what a formative year gets you going. And then I'm sure you remember 1982 then and that season and, and it just goes on from there. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, you know, I look at, um, you know, some of those guys, uh, Roger Craig, I think about um, a lot also feels like fate. Um, he went on to play for the 49ers and uh, then I was like, I'm, I don't really follow the NFL too much anymore, but um, I was a 49ers fan as a kid. And then here, you know, uh, all these years later, I'm living out here uh, in, in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So oh, yeah. it's funny how things work out. Well, you mentioned yeah. uh, Roger Craig, and here's some photos that you'd sent me. <laughs> and uh, and we talked beforehand that this is from two different events, two different years. But the top two yeah. photos, you with um, Dave Remington and Roger Craig, that would have been after the 1982 season. And then we have two-thirds of the triplets here of the scoring explosion, <laughs> yeah. Irving Fryer and Mike Rozier. Tell us about these uh, photos and, and what that was like. Yeah, so those top two photos are uh, at Omaha Northwest High School, I'm pretty sure. Um, they used to have a, a charity basketball game where um, some of the former players would come in, and I think they played against, like, the faculty or something. Um, it was just always a good time. And then afterwards, they'd, you know, spread out on the bleachers, and uh, people could come up and get autographs and take pictures with them. So um, that was always a lot of fun. Um, just getting to to meet those guys that seemed larger than life. and um, watch them on the on the tv and then uh you know down below was a little bit later um meeting irving fryer and um and mike Rogier. um that picture with irving fryer just uh, makes me laugh every time i see it but um yeah i got to i got to show actually i, I have a, a autographed copy of the picture with mike Rogier and um i was much much older at that time um and he just got the biggest kick out of that and had to go um I think his his girlfriend or his wife was with him, and he was he like got up from the table and he was like, "That's me, and that's, that's her." Uh, so that was a lot of fun to to just see him um, get excited about that picture too. Mm -hmm. 
Well, that's awesome. Well, let's move on to question number two. And I may have some photos that they might be what question number two is. I don't know. What is your Husker favorite fan memory? This is such a tough question, hockey. Um, I mean, I've been to so many games. I feel like I've really lived a blessed life as a Husker fan, honestly. Like, you know, given all the stuff that's happened in the last years and, you know, all the heartbreak we've had um, prior to that, like, I had so much fun. I've seen so many great games. I was, you know, uh, you know, the, the Halloween game in 81. I was also at the Halloween game in 92 with Colorado. Oh. It was probably my first was... big, my first big Nebraska game, right? Like I was a freshman in college. That night was amazing. It was a mm-hmm. night game. It was Halloween. It was homecoming. It was raining. The weather was crummy. Nobody cared. It was great. That was one of the, best games ever um the goalposts came down i I watched them carry the goalposts out and then somebody knocked the lights off a cop cruiser outside it was just like chaos but it was super fun that was such a great game and then um the road trip to Notre dame i made it to that game oh wow um that was super fun like just non-stop um hours of husker fans passing each other on the interstate honking and um that was great um those fans wanted us out of there the second that game was over though that was surprising i wasn't I didn't expect them to be quite so angry with us but um even like uh as recent as 2015 the michigan state game i made it back for that uh like i just remember that being so much fun i have some videos of that too um where like just nobody would leave nobody would leave the stadium it was like 15 20 minutes after the game and it was it still was a packed house so um and then even in uh 2015 later that year uh nebraska played uh ucla in the foster farms bowl which was in santa clara so just um just south of san francisco um yeah, so that's uh me and my mom with the real life herbie husker um just before before that game and um yeah there's uh the team was was in the bay area for for the week and uh, doing different events um Bay Area Huskers got a table at a, at a luncheon um, where they sat us with with Huskers. Um, we we actually got to to sit with uh, Drew Brown um, and and Sam Holt. So that was like that was a pretty good time um, to be able to spend some time with them. So and, you got to sit with Sam Foltz and Drew Brown before the game at at, at a, a like an alumni event kind of thing then is that what they were yeah it was about? just like i think it was like both teams were there and like the mm-hmm. coaches spoke and it was just kind of like a reception luncheon um bowl luncheon type thing downtown in san francisco um wow. yeah so you know um obviously didn't realize what was coming um in, at that time but um you know uh was still you know a, a big fan of of both of them um, it was a lot of fun to just hang out with them and, and see all the other uh, players and just such a like a merging of my two worlds, having moved out here and then here come all the Huskers into into the Bay Area. So mm-hmm. um, it, was, it was kind of uh, just a surreal moment for me to like be doing Husker things in, in Union Square in San Francisco. But what well, yeah. you just mentioned a, a slew of just top notch games. I mean, the the 90. 90- that 92, the, the the Halloween game against Colorado, I remember I went there with my dad. That was a whole day worth of things. That At night, they even had a midnight hoops for the basketball team, and we went to a volleyball game afterwards. But the game itself, I mean, the, the, the rain, everything, it was just outstanding. I was not at the Notre Dame game, and that would have been amazing, the Sea of Red. I was part of the Sea of Red that joined at, in Boulder in 2019, where we had 30,000 fans there, and that was amazing except we didn't get to walk off the field as victors, you know, the way that you guys in an overtime, yeah. overtime win, Eric Crouch running it into the end zone. Um, oh my gosh, that had to be just brutal for, for Notre Dame fans. And, yeah, they and were not their, happy. Their, oh, to have their stadium overtaken <laughs> like, like that. And uh, wow, that's, that's really impressive there. You have one other game here that I got to show, and I'm sure this is high on your list. If not, if not right up there, but uh, you were at yeah, the 95 I mean, Orange Bowl. This is, I feel like the impressive. the answer to the what is your favorite Husker fan memory has got to be like, can I just pick the whole 94 season? Because um, <laughs> it was an amazing time to really be in Lincoln and watch all that happen. Um, 
the I somehow made it to the Miami game. I don't know. Um, I didn't have the money to go. Um, this was the '90s, and they just were uh, sending credit cards to my dorm mailbox. Was pretty much every day. Uh, I feel like anytime you went and got uh, books at the bookstore, there were like credit card applications in the bag. Like, I mean, it's just <laughs> like um, lots of opportunities to gain credit as a, a college student. And this is probably not the best way to go about it, but uh, I took a couple of those credit cards and um, split um, split a trip on um, a couple of cards, financed my way down to Miami because I just, um, I just felt it in my gut that we were going to win that game and it was going to be the first championship of my lifetime and I wanted to be there. Um, mm -hmm. So made it down there. Um, yeah, I like, um, I feel like I blacked out part of the game just because I was so stressed out. I remember at halftime just being beyond stressed and like, um, don't even remember the halftime show or nothing. I was just like, couldn't believe um what was happening i was so nervous um but yeah like being there for that was just um incredible and i was pretty much by myself um my one of my friends and her family were also on this trip it was like a charter plane type um tour package but they were seated we didn't buy our, our packages together so they were seated way on the other side of the stadium oh, um i was in the open end of the the orange bowl um around the Husker fans, but like there were also Miami fans around. Um, and, and after we, we finally won, you know, Corey Schlesinger down there at the bottom, um, I ran over to, to where the team was, was walking off the field at the end there. And, um, and just snapped that picture of him, but you know, watching him just rumble into the end zone there in front of me, um, they're just, uh, something you'll never forget, you know? Yeah. Looking at these, these three photos on the screen for the people that will be listening to the show tomorrow, the audio, uh, we have a photo from up in the stands where you're of the field. You were sitting on the open end, just to the right of the the big scoreboard that was in that that open end zone there. And then the photo on the bottom right, Corey Schlesinger coming off the field after the game, wearing the national championship hat. Uh, I can tell you, having watched the game, uh, I was a, a high school senior at that time at Columbus Scotus, so in the, in the city of Columbus. Uh, Dave on the Redcast is a Columbus High. Uh, alum so he is a fellow discoverer with Corey Schlesinger with Tim Carpenter with a, a number of guys that were on the team back at that time uh that was just that was a real special time and that game you mentioned I think this is this is kind of it's fun too to talk about this historically now I think that we have this selective memory sometimes where we're like oh you know we were just so dominating and it was we were in a dynasty we didn't know that at that time and during that game, I felt up until the last second, I've told this to the other guys, I thought we were going to lose the game to the last second just because it was just until I see it, right? We need to win that title yep. for, for Osborne. Even that last deep throw that got intercepted, somehow yep. it's going to get tipped up and, and some Miami guy's going to catch a junk ball and run it for 90 yards. And, you know, it was just those are the thoughts. And when it finally ended at the end and, and Tommy, you know, takes the knee for the last time, it's like, Oh my gosh, what, what just happened? We just beat Miami in Miami. Just couldn't believe it. Right. Couldn't believe it. It was, I mean, we'd seen it too many times play out in the other way, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, people thought I was crazy to, to like charge, charge this trip down there because they were like, Oh, you're just gonna, <laughs> you know, you're going to regret this. And I was like, I don't think so. I think, was, I think this is it. Right. This is, I, I want to be there. And mm -hmm. um, you know, Having said all of that, like, I don't even know that that's my favorite Husker fan memory because um, when we got back, um, you know, I was still in Miami when the team came back. So I missed mm -hmm. out on going to, um, at the Devaney, they had, um, the team came back and had mm -hmm. like the, the trophy and like my parents got to go down there, but I was still in Florida. So I missed out on that and I didn't get to see the, um, any of that. So I was a little bummed about that, but um, you know, I wasn't going to trade being there for that. Uh, didn't didn't make it out to 72nd and Dodge like like they did and all of my friends did that were back here or back there, I guess. Um, mm. But we got back to school um, in January and, uh, you know, I still hadn't seen this trophy that we won. Um, so I was uh, wanting to see, you know, I want to see, I want to see the crystal football. I want to go see this trophy. And so uh, my friends and I, you know, we had, I'm, 
assuming it was probably the first week back to school. Um, we're talking about it and, you know, you could go down to the, I don't know what it's like at the stadium now, but like in the nineties, I spent a lot of time in that stadium, not just for football games. I'd mm-hmm. go over there, we'd go over there and like throw the football around on the field. You know, I had a Nerf football. We used to like go kick it through the uprights and pretend we were like kicking field goals. I used to sit over there and watch practice. Um, and I don't, I don't know that any of those things happen anymore, but yeah, it's, um, it's a lot tougher now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I used to, I remember watching practice and Tom Osborne out there coaching them up and, you know, getting to see all of that stuff. Um, and I, and I love the stadium. Like, it's just like mm-hmm. one of my favorite places in the whole world. Like, um, mm-hmm. just being even like an empty stadium is like, it's, it's just a magical place, but. Oh yeah. Dave, um, and, Bo- Dave and Boomer used to live up on Charleston street, just North of over the, the tracks. And when they lived there, if I was going over to their place, we used to cut across Memorial stadium, just go in the Southeast corner and <laughs> walk across the field, come out the Northwest and just to save time. I mean, you yeah. have to think about that now. And of course, you know, there's no way you could do that now. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, we, we lived in a blessed time, but um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I, we were living in the dorms and um, we were talking about like, we should go over and see like, they must have the, the trophy out, like, you know, in, um, in the trophy hallway with all the other trophies, it, it must be there. Like we should go see if we can find it. So I think we, um, four of us, uh, wandered over there. It was a cold January day. Um, and I think um, must have been like we were going to go over there and look for it and then go to dinner. So late afternoon, there weren't a lot of people around. Um, got into the stadium, went into where all the trophies were and we're looking around. Couldn't find it. Obviously, there was like all the other trophies and stuff. So we're standing there looking at the trophies and I'm like looking at the, I don't know, the Outland Trophy or something and look up and like there's nobody around there's nobody and here comes tom osborne down the hallway right like walking right towards us and we're all like oh my gosh it's tom osborne (laughs) so he walks up and he goes hey girls how's it going and we're like hi coach you know like oh my gosh like it's tom osborne um (laughs) and he actually like looked at me and he was like you think about winning one of those one day and i was like i don't think that's possible coach and he was like well you never know and he's like can i help you guys find anything and we were like oh um, my god bless my friend shauna shauna if you're listening like god bless you she just like never shy stood up and said we're looking for the national championship trophy we were hoping we could see it and he was like oh girls that's that's up in my office and we're like oh and he's like kind of like took a step towards like the south stadium and was like well if you want to go see it and we we're all like, yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. So I'm walking, like, it would have been like, you know, past the, all the, the All-American um, portraits and the, the training table and all that stuff towards the South Stadium um, underneath underneath the stadium there. Um, just walking alongside Tom Osborne in an empty stadium uh, towards towards those doors that, that lead out to the field. Uh, so we get we get to the doors and I'm thinking, well, he's going to like take us up there and show us these trophies. And um, he was clearly on his way to go jog out on the field. So we get out and he goes, do you know how to get to my office? And I was like, well, yeah. And he's like, just, you know, go up the ramp and go around to the South stadium. Um, Just go upstairs and tell my secretary. I said it was okay. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) really? Okay. And he was like, all right, have a good night girls. And he, takes a left and jogs out onto the field to go for his run. And we take a right and go up the ramp um, out of the stadium, go around to the South offices, go upstairs, his secretary is sitting there. And uh, we said, yeah, we were just talking to coach and he said that we could go in to see the national championship trophy. And she was like, oh yeah, just go ahead. We're like, what? Like, okay. So we, four college girls just, go into Tom Osborne's office by ourselves, totally empty office. Um, so I'm just like, of course, uh, the one that has to be like, nobody touch anything, don't <laughs> touch anything. Um, Cause one of my friends was threatening to sit in his desk chair and like everybody wanted to, he, you know, he had um, the, the trophy was there, was in the corner on a table that was clearly just uh, used to have the phone on it cause the phone was sitting on the floor. <laughs> um, the or- Orange Bowl trophy was in there. He had lots of, you know, game balls and um, baseballs and fishing memorabilia. 
um yeah so uh i you know i look at the pictures now and they're so blurry and you can barely even make anything out probably because i was like this just <laughs> uh, full of a full of adrenaline um yeah so um yeah we, i i have a few pictures they're not great um i wish i had an iphone back then or you know something <laughs> I, I feel like I, I don't have a lot of um great pictures of of my time um in the nineties going to Nebraska games and, and doing fun stuff like that. But it was just an incredible experience. Um, mm. It feels like one of those things that just is never going to happen now. That definitely feels like an all time memory. And, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Redcast Rob has, he's become a fan the way that he is now later in life. So he doesn't have some of the, the, the memories to fall back on the same way. But so in recent years, now he's become part of the show and then he comes down to Nebraska, and when he comes to the state, he lives in Colorado. Every time he comes here, he's met – one night we we ended up partying with a bunch of the former Huskers at a former Husker event, and Mike Rozier and guys like that. He's taken private tours of of uh, the football stadium. He's done all these really cool things that's like, how, you know, how, who does that happen to, right? And just listening to you, it's like, yeah, you were taking a tour of, of the school and the, you know, the the – elevator doors open up and there's Bob Devaney or you walk into the stadium and there's Tom Osborne. You just, you, you happen to be at the right place at the right time. And, Rob uh, and I got to get together and yeah. well, something incredible will happen. If the two of us are in the same place at the same time, that's, maybe. That's true. Now you are, in addition to being a big Husker fan, you've also, you're telling me you're a big Redcast fan. That's great. One of your favorite memories of that involve Rob, uh, what, what's one of your favorite memories? of the, Yes. Of the I was telling you, um, you know, I think this last year, uh, you know, this last year was such an up and down um, year for everybody. But uh, seeing Rob before the Rutgers game, um, being in the stadium and just like hearing his excitement and like knowing how I would feel in that kind of a situation. Just like, like I said, I love being in empty stadiums anyway, but like um, being a little bit behind the scenes and like um just watching his excitement to be there. That was a really fun um, show I felt like, and uh, mm -hmm. I was excited for him. Yeah, that was so cool. And, and that's the thing you got I give Rob all the credit in the world. That guy, he, uh, he's not afraid to, he always says, you know, you don't get anything if you don't ask. And he, he went out and got press passes for that game. He's gotten press passes for, for other ones. He, he got us Tom Osborne on the show a year ago and, and, you know, that, that memory of, of sitting here in my basement and there's Osborne on the other end and we're going to go have a conversation. That's just, that's one of those bizarre ones, but uh, let's move on to question three here. And uh, who are some of your all-time favorite Huskers? You've mentioned several. Uh, we've seen photos with you as a young kid with some. Uh, I'm curious to hear some of your favorite all-time. Yeah. I mean, you know, being, being the nineties kid that I am, um, I'll probably, I'm probably going to stick with mostly nineties uh, guys here. I mean, you know, those, those guys that I showed are obviously, um, you know, always hold a special place for me, but, you know, when I'm thinking like pure athleticism, it's, it's, everybody says it, but like Tommy Frazier, like watching him close up, um, over those years was just an incredible thing, um, to watch. He was so magical and you just never knew what was going to happen when he had the balls in his hand, you know? So, um, I mean, if we're going off of, just athlete um tommy fraser would have to do it um if any of my friends are watching they're i'm gonna catch hell for this if i don't say it so um i had a crush on damon benning in college so <laughs> he also always has a, a soft spot um i have a soft, soft spot for him um but then also just like some of the the underdog guys like the undersized guys i think of like a baron miles mm -hmm. abdul muhammad um, those kind of guys, like Baron Miles, he was another one that just like did things that didn't seem possible. Um, he was, he was incredible to watch. And, um, a little bit later, maybe Mike Brown. Um, mm -hmm. I remember somebody describing him as a heat seeking missile. Um, he was just a lot of fun to watch. So, you know, I, those are some of the guys that I think about when I think about that, but I mean, there's so many, we've seen so many really incredible players um come through um but those those are the ones that come to mind i would say yeah baron miles he is he's one of those all-time favorites and i remember him in special teams how he would block extra points and how he would block the, the field the punt against oklahoma state on a thursday night on espn where he just basically took the ball right off the punter's foot yeah and, 
and scored and and then how he would you know he would play coverage against guys that were seven eight inches taller than him but he had the huge vertical and he could he could defend well i mean he we played in 1993 played at ucla they had jj stokes the eventual first round receiver and there's only two games that year he didn't catch a touchdown against and one of them was being covered by (laughs) by baron miles and that miami game that you went to miami they had two or three guys that were six foot four and, and Baron would just go right up against them. And, and, you know, we, we joke about feeling old sometimes, but now to know that Baron miles jr. Is on the team and we're seeing yeah. next generation players. It's just, it's uh that's, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I was getting ready uh, to talk to you, I, I had to go in. Um, I don't have all of my Nebraska stuff here in, in San Francisco. A lot of my stuff's uh, back home in Omaha, but I, I found, uh, I had a couple of scrapbooks that I had made, um of like just magazine cut-ups and stuff um after the seasons of 94 and 95 and there's a picture from a newspaper i think of baron miles and he is just like parallel just like he looks like he's flying like a foot off the ground it's really incredible um he was so much fun to watch i I really uh enjoyed being a fan of baron miles back in the day i I hope i'm a a get to be a, a fan of baron miles jr too well, let's talk about Baron Miles Jr. and the team that he's on now. Question number four, how do you think the Huskers will do this year? Uh, there's been a lot of changes since the, the last time that we've been out there. Uh, you know, Last game was was Iowa, a great win. Now we have new coaching staff pretty much all in place other than the, the offensive line coach, Donovan Rayola, is back. Outside of that, it's all new guys there. And now you're starting to see transfer portal, new players coming in. So a lot of changes. Um, obviously, as we talked about before we went on, the success the last four or five, six years hasn't been there. But how optimistic are you in the changes that have been made? And how how does that make you feel towards next season and beyond? Yeah, I mean, I'm both an optimist and a realist. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I try not to drink the Kool-Aid, but then I do. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I'm not going to make any win-loss predictions, but um, I hope the floor is a bowl game. Like, I, I really hope that we can at least get to a bowl game this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else is just going to feel um, like gravy. Uh, I don't. I don't know if that's going to happen. Like I, I, I'm not predicting that will happen. But like that's that's my hopes is that we can at least like get back in in that kind of a um, season to get to a bowl game, um, have a winning record maybe. Um, I'm excited for a new start, like and a new O line, <laughs> maybe like uh, an improved O line. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that really was. Um, could have made a big difference last year if we would have had a little bit better online play last year. Um, you know, everybody would look better mm-hmm. and for the last few years, really. Um, so um, I also feel like I, I feel like the new coaching staff has flexibility of mind, um, maybe more so than I've seen from the previous staff. They seem to be um, at least in, in, in the way they talk that um they're willing to adapt to what we have and not try to force things, um, which I feel like maybe the previous staff um, was a little more stubborn about what they wanted to do um, and tried to, to force it when it wasn't going to work. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited. Like, you know, it's a new start. Um, I've got my Hill Varsity right here on the table with a We Will Do It. Um, Matt Rule, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the rule. Um, kick things off and I hope it starts off with a better way than the frost um, years started. I was also at that game. So, Oh the, yeah. The Akron <laughs> didn't yeah. happen game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, our good, our good friends at Hill varsity will be happy to hear that. And you can always <laughs> go to hillvarsity.com slash subscribe, use Redcast at checkout and you can get 10% off your uh, annual uh, subscription. I'd be remiss if I didn't say that, you know, you are, you live in San Francisco, you're from the Bay area. And just last night, Nebraska got a transfer from Stanford, offensive tackle Walter Rouse. And he's one of those guys that along the offensive line where we hope to have better play next season, he's one of those big key cogs in in, in the line trying to make that improvement. And I think if we do have any of the success that we hope, you know, let's start with the floor being let's get to a bowl game. Let's, as you said, anything above that's gravy. Well, any to get to that point's going to – it starts in the trenches. We all know that. Sure. Um and, you know, that's that's one of the things – my motto for the offseason, I'm going to keep kind of pushing this all throughout, it's the race to six. And it's I, I'll never put a, a ceiling on the program. I'm not going to sit here and say we can't win eight, nine, ten, whatever. 
but let's the race is to get to six. And if it takes us six weeks and we're six and oh, awesome. And if we're sitting at five and six hosting Iowa next year, then get to six, find a way. Let's find a way to get to that bowl game. I think that that really is, that's a tangible sign of progress that we haven't done in six years that if, if coach rule can do that, I think it's important for him too. If he can do that in year one, no matter how it, no matter what it takes, it takes six weeks or it takes 12 weeks or anywhere in between, boy, that would be a big sign. That would be a really big sign of, of that progress. I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, I, I feel like, um, you know, uh, it doesn't sound like much, but when we've been where we've been for so long, like, I, I feel like he'd really um, have the fan base behind him, even just uh, to get to that point. In okay. One. I, I have a question for you, Shelby. You've been to so many cool games and great games and games that meant a lot on a, on a national level, national championship games. But would you go to that bowl game next year, no matter where it is? Would you go out of your way, even if it's just, you know, the the pinstripe bowl, you know, between two, six, and six teams? Like, wouldn't Husker Nation just travel like mad to go wherever this team was going to make it for their first bowl back? I mean, I I have no doubt in my mind that, like, Nebraska fans would show up in big numbers if we made it to a bowl game next year. I have no doubt. Um, I've been a season ticket holder since 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I've lived in, in San Francisco since 2008, I've never given it up. I get back for at least one game every year. I, you know, um, I, I would go to, I would go to a bowl game. I mean, wouldn't that be a blast to go to a bowl game? Oh gosh. Yes. <laughs> oh my, it would be amazing. And you know, Husker Amy, who's, I know she's watching live right now. She was commenting earlier. She lives out in Montana. Same thing. She's had season tickets and yeah, you could, you know, you can't make it back for every game and you could give it up, but no, you, you just, you keep those season tickets and you're, you're ready to go again. And, and we, if nothing else, gosh, Amy, you're, you're following along here. If you, uh, if you remember what you wrote one time, you wrote something about like Husker fans are the, were made of the bounciest sub substance in the world. Something, you know, like anything can happen to us. You can get knocked down and, and you can lose a, have a losing season and, and, and you, and we go in the dumps for a couple of weeks. I, we do that on the Redcast all the time. After a couple of bad losses, I mean, it's like, don't talk to me for about three weeks. But then all of a sudden, boom, we bounce back. And and there we are, you know. And uh, yeah, here's, well, here's Amy saying, uh, <laughs> what's, uh, oh, <laughs> just wait, see you at the bowl game, Shelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, you know, I will. Um, I'll be there. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. We are, we just, we keep bouncing back. It's, it's tough. The losses have never gotten easier. And um, even when we wouldn't, we'd barely experience a loss. I mean, when we lost Arizona state in 96, the first time in 25 games, I just remember it, it broke me. And I was like, this is horrible. And how can this ever happen? And you know, blah, blah, blah. I feel the same way still today. It just happens more often, <laughs> but yeah. that feeling's still there. I just, I, I'm not yeah. a good loser that way. No. Me neither. I mean, I think about, um, you know, going to that Miami game, the Orange Bowl, and, you know, nobody, I feel like nobody thought we were going to win. Like, mm-hmm. I, I thought we were going to win, but like still the, you know, the back of my mind was the year before where we had just had that heartbreaking loss uh, to Florida State. And like, uh, that that broke me that year. I remember like being on the couch for like a week, just like, <laughs> oh, God, it was so heartbreaking thinking that that was the year. Um, but yeah, like, uh, Husker fans, we, we bounce back. Um, everybody's still going to be down there. Um, come fall, we're all going to fill the stadium again. We're going to get behind rule and, um, yeah, we're just going to do it all over again. Yeah. I think, uh, Uh, glutton for punishment, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Well, and I love, we've, we've had too much experience with this, unfortunately, but I do like it when a new coaching staff comes in. They're brand new. For, they, they don't really have a lot of experience with the Nebraska culture and what the fan base is like. And when you see their eyes get big, and, and actually we won't even have to wait for it for August and September, just the spring game when 70 and 80,000 people show up, these eyes of these coaches these and new players, someone that's new to the program where they're like, what in the world? This is a, this is a practice and you guys are selling this out or whatever it is. Husker Nation, just it, the passion hasn't died off even with the the success dropping in. And at times I'm prouder to be a Husker fan today than I ever have been before, because I used to think this back in college where, 
yeah, we sell out every game, but we win every game. So, you know, I mean, you know, that, that kind of that bravado. And right now, I mean, we don't, we're not afforded that bravado. We are, we're, you know, we're the only school in the country not to have made a bowl in six seasons and all these things. And you go on Twitter and you kind of get beat down a little bit. And yet, so if you can make it through all that and you can still be this passionate fan base that we are, that means that nothing can break us. There's no loss that's going to, there's nothing that I'm, I'm ever, that can happen where I'm just going to say, okay, well, here's my card. I'm my Husker card. I'm done. See, ya. you know, it, it just isn't going to happen. We're, we're fans always, thick and thin. I've always said and, and thought the most important day to wear your Nebraska gear is the day after we lose. So mm-hmm. um, the, the day after a loss, you will not see me like um, wearing black or uh, if it is black, it's going to be a black shirt. Uh, t-shirt because uh, I'm still going to support my team. Um, you know, mm-hmm. there's this flag behind me here. I hang it in the window um, in front of my house uh, here in San Francisco every game day and um, win or lose. So mm-hmm. um, I, I just hope there's more wins coming. Yeah. That Florida State game, the 94 Orange Bowl, uh, that was a Saturday night and I was wearing my Calvin Jones number 44 jersey at my grand- my grandparents' house watching it. Game gets done and I was so proud of how we you know we didn't win we lose 18 to 16 but we were 17 and a half point underdogs all that and just played an unbelievable game and so being the good catholic boy that i was i I went to midnight mass and i didn't take the jersey off and mac and i mac on the show he and i were at midnight mass together we get done we end up going over to hardy's in columbus staying up till three in the morning eating cheeseburgers and doing all (laughs) kinds of healthy things like that and we just started talking about the football team the next season. And it was like one of those first moments in my life as a fan where I really started paying attention to, well, who, who's coming back? You know, oh, okay, this our left tackle is going to be here. And here's our, here's the right guard. And let's start writing it down on paper. Oh, gosh, yeah, this is the fullback. Okay, this is this guy. I'd never really fanned that way before. And Mac and I started doing that. And that just became our thing. And the next thing I know, every offseason we've been doing it. And 30 years later, we're, we're doing a silly little show and, and talking to people all across the country doing it. And so, uh, you know, th- those, are the, those are the things. And I, I really hope for those young fans that don't haven't experienced the success yet, I still hope that they have experienced their moments that make them 20 years from now look back and go, oh, that's why I'm a Husker fan. Well, it, it sure. doesn't always have to be a big win. It has to, it just has to be something that there, there, there are yeah. things that happen fan days and you can go down the whole list, just neat moments. Maybe they can bump into Tom Osborne walking around <laughs> stadium, things like that, that uh, I think that that's the stuff that, uh, you know, unites us all as Husker fans. We all have our moments. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I don't know what it's like for kids growing up today. If they're like as into it. I, when I was a kid, it was everywhere. Like you go into the grocery store, if uh, you know, the, game was on it was would be still coming out of the speakers if if you weren't watching it on tv that week or um you know it was just everywhere um i don't know what it's like for kids in nebraska now if they are so uh, i feel like kids have a lot of opportunity with the internet and everything and so many games on tv to be fans of other teams but um i'm sure that like it's still passed on from from generation to generation the stories and pictures and memories and um, you know, I've got all my grandpa's ticket stubs and all of my ticket stubs and, um, you know, those kinds of things. Um, that's, that's what's in Nebraska fans to, to be passed down is just all those memories and stories. And, um, I'm sure, I'm sure when it comes back around again and we're, we're, uh, winning more than we're losing, that you know, those kids are going to get on board too. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's the thing. And I'll end on my end here. I coached uh, youth football in Lincoln for about 15 years over the course of 20 years. So it was off and on a little bit. And when I started in the late nineties, 90%, 95% of the kids on my team, you know, if they took their pads off at practice, they're wearing a Husker shirt of some kind underneath. And then, you know, somewhere along the mid two thousands, you start seeing some Texas shirts and Oregon gets in there. And then, you know, another five years, it's, uh, there was more. And, and by the time, I was getting done, you know, maybe 25% of the team is wearing that. They're Now they're wearing football shirts. They're wearing other teams. So they love the sport still, but uh, they kind of lost some of that, maybe that in-state thing. Um, I think Coach Frost, um, credit goes to, I think he tried to bring some of that back in-state. And I, and I think you saw some of that. And I really like the the initial, the early the early signs with Coach Rule. I was at the basketball game against Purdue when he came and spoke at halftime and 
you know, he is the son of a preacher man. And oh my goodness, he gets up there and starts preaching. But he was like, we're going to have every 13 and 14 year old boy in the state of Nebraska is going to want to put on shoulder pads and play for us. And um, that's more red meat for me than, than even the full back and the huddle talk. I, I just, <laughs> I, you know, it, it is important to me. It's, it's our duty. Our responsibility is this generation of fans is to keep handing it down and down and, and uh, it'll always be there if we can do that. So that's, that's my parting shot. I, I, what we always do on the show is we always make sure that our guest has a parting shot and Shelby, I want to just thank you for, for taking some time out of your day to be with us because this is a lot of fun. I love talking with Husker fans. Um, you were not bottom of the barrel. In fact, you moved right <laughs> to the top because I love I love talking with people that want to talk Husker football. And so this has been a blast for me. Uh, Shelby, tell you know, take us out of here. Give us some parting shots. What are your thoughts? Well, I, I appreciate um, talking to you too. It's like fun to to talk a little Husker football in the off season and uh, getting me excited already for for fall and um, you know the spring game and. Um, mm. Just to see what's coming for us and then watching all these uh, recruits and these transfers come in. Um, I'm going to be sitting down, like you said, and so who's coming back next year? Who's doing my research on, on who are these new guys? Um, so I'm, I'm excited. I hope everybody else is excited. Don't lose, don't lose faith fans. Um, you know, you never know when it's coming back around. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, uh, when you do come back for a game, reach out to us, uh, you know, where we are on Twitter and uh, yeah, it'd be great to have a beer with you. It'd be great at some point. I'd love to get maybe a little reunion of like all the fan formers over time. This, this is my goal of this fan forum is right now. I think we're somewhere around 12 or 13 of these that we've done. We have a couple more scheduled, but over the course of for however long we're going to do this. I mean, how cool would it be five years from now to look back and we have hundreds of stories told from hundreds of fans all across the country, all different generations, everything, you know, uh, that's what I, that's, the ideal, the goal long-term here. And so I'm so blessed and glad that you were able to, to be one part of that. Um, this really is going to be story by story, fan by fan. That's what the forum is all about. And I just, again, Shelby, I really appreciate you you joining us tonight. Thank you. It's a great concept and uh, lots of Husker fans have lots of Husker stories and I want to hear them too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, until next time, just remember you too can join us on the forum. Heard at Sports Network Production.